and welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with the crew. We got Stevie D, we got JB, and gentlemen, we are in the stretch run. Oh, football is getting good. We had some great matchups this past week. Teams are really gelling, and you start to see the cream rise to the top. I, I just love this time of year, the holidays. You know that this is when it really matters. This is what everybody's been working for. Now it's just a matter of jockeying for position, trying to get into the right spot. So either you get that buy or you get that favorable matchup. Oh, I just love this time of year. Yeah, especially, you know, those Jets whipped up on those Seahawks 40-3. to It was a great weekend for my Jets. Um, just awesome to watch Jamal Adams break the record for most sacks by a DB in a season. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. Oh, my, my bad. We lost 40 to three, got embarrassed yet again. Jamal took revenge against his old team and broke a record against the Jets. My bad. So that's how my weekend went. JB, how about you, buddy? At least this time the Jets didn't make it obvious they were trying to lose on purpose. Fair point. You know, what yes. was it? Was it close at what any was, point? No. Yeah, the Jets uh, went down for the seventh straight game and, and scored points to, to uh, you know, the, what was it the seventh straight game? They first drive of the game, they scored points. So that's uh, the longest streak in the NFL as of right now. So we were up three nothing, <laughs> and that's about it. And so the final score was what? Uh, Forty to three. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get a goose egg. 40 under 30. Against the worst ranked defense, we scored three points. Way to go. We featured Frank Gore again. 37 year old Frank. I love you, Frank, but you should not be the featured back. No. So is, is Greg Williams over there just smiling and laughing and saying, see, it's not my fault? We should have been doing uh, cover zero. Well, that's, what he was saying. that's what we kept hearing. We heard it from the stands. Cover zero blitz. <laughs> Actually, the Jets really didn't blitz at all. I, I think the, the new guy was a little gun shy to blitz. <laughs> you know, he don't want to get fired. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> In a situation where we're not getting any pass rush, we, we got to bring some pressure. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Unbelievable. So anyway, I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm here to talk about the future uh, and the present. Um, well, the future is now for the Buffalo Bills. That's for sure. Uh, you know, you had, I, I guess, what I am concerned of. Stevie, do you always say, where's that signature win? Right? And, and Buffalo has had those signature wins yes, they have. Uh, all throughout the season. And this was coming up. It was, you know, definitely one of the primetime games, One one of the, uh, most talked about games of the season throughout the NFL, right? You've had these big matchups uh, for different teams, and this was one of them, right? Featured on Sunday Night Football. And you had an 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers team that was coming in, and, you know, they were traveling to to Buffalo. Unfortunately for Bills fans, no fans in the stands, and it just looked so, so strange, Right. Well, I, yeah. I just told you didn't have any fans. Uh, oh, we're international, uh, baby. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> we're international. I know. But, I called you from the UK with a <laughs> Buffalo fan that I ran down the street with. 
But, you know, you, you see this primetime spectacle, Carrie Underwood. Thank goodness there was no Al Michaels. That that was probably the best part of the game. But And then you look and you see there's no fans. And, and here come the Steelers, the vaunted Steelers, you know, riding high, even though they had just lost to the Washington football team. And I'm watching the game and I'm thinking – the first half, I, I was getting a little worried. Stevie D, I think I even texted you. Yeah, you know, this this is the type of game that that I get worried about, right? Because it was just such a a defensive battle. Well, you were right? playing in a monsoon to start the game, right? It was no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It, it looked it looked always looks worse underneath the lights, but yeah, that's but, what I saw. Dang, that one is harsh. Right, but when it got on the field, it, it wasn't that bad at all. But I'm looking at a Steelers team that if you would have told me and you would have, you know, taken the emblem off the side of the helmet, they weren't playing like a Steelers team that I've known Mike Tomlin to coach that I've known for the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then you start to think, is this really an 11 and one team? Is this really a team that was poised at one point to say that they were going to go undefeated? They just didn't look it. Well, did you guys get a chance to watch that game? I, I did. Uh, I watched it. And and I think when I look at the Steelers, you know, you win what's in front of you. You can't help that, right? You, you're not the schedule makers. You're, you win the games in front of you. And that's what they did up until two weeks ago, right? They won 11 straight. And I look at now and I look at Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo is a good football team. Solid. All sides of the ball. Solid. And – I just look at the Steelers. Who have they really played? And are they ready to play stiff competition? It's like, don't laugh at this, right? But when you play on rookie mode and on Madden football and you're going to go to all you go to all Madden, you're going to get your butt whipped. Right. So if you're playing this the Steelers are playing against teams in rookie mode, and all of a sudden you're going up against all Madden, yeah, you're not going to do so good. So that's the only, you know, for our listeners that are into Madden football. You know, that, that that's the best way of comparison I can kind of put the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, they say Ben is hurt in the knee, that they're really concerned, that there's more concern coming out this week uh, about his knee. I don't know how legit it is or not. I, I'm not close enough to the Steelers to know if it's just a line to cover how poor he's been playing the last couple of weeks. But the Steelers are not – they're a soft 11-2. and two. They're 11-2, and two, but they're a soft 11-2. and two. Now, I don't want to discredit the Buffalo Bills. Because we we talked we we talked about this before. Once you got to halftime, that second half, it, it was all Buffalo, right? It was all Buffalo, and and Buffalo showed why they're ten and three, and and really it wasn't a game in that second half. Well, and, what I really was so excited to see was a team actually make an adjustment coming out of halftime, and. You know, I used to see it with teams outside of Buffalo. It always seemed like Buffalo would have a game plan coming in, and regardless if it was working or not, they were sticking to that game plan. And what we saw early on, Pittsburgh was blitzing, and the blitz was uh, Mitch Morse had had gotten hurt early, uh, and he came back in the game, but you know certainly he was playing injured, and the blitz was getting home. And Josh was moving around in the pocket a little bit, inconsistent with the throws, a lot of three and outs. The running game really wasn't clicking, wasn't firing. 
And so Pittsburgh continued to blitz. And CBD, I was telling you that the blitz is killing him, but you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. <laughs> Do I know it? Uh, absolutely. And all it took was Brian Dable to kind of change the play calling. Instead of trying to take those deep drops, all of a sudden you see the blitz coming and you start throwing to the hot the hot route wide receiver. You start throwing those short five to seven yard passes where the guys, you're asking them, I just need you to make one move and get open and you're free. And that's what happened. Next thing you know, you would have like a Dawson Knox leak off the strong side blitz and wide open. I mean, just being able to run for 10, 15 yards. You'd see Josh Allen hit Stefan Diggs. You see him hit Cole Beasley. You see him hit Gabriel Davis. I mean, these guys were wide open. And it forced Pittsburgh after the Diggs touchdown, it forced Pittsburgh to come out of that blitz mode and go into the zone. And then that's when Allen was comfortable. That's when you saw Buffalo being able to control uh, TJ Watt. You saw him being able to control uh, Cam Hayward. All of a sudden, these guys aren't able to come home. They're able to get better protection up front. The running game started to pick up. That's what I like to see from coaching. That's where coaching matters, right? Being able to see things that, yeah, I had a game plan. I had an idea what I wanted to do, but let me adjust on the fly and utilize my players to to be able to capitalize on that situation. And when they did, everything else was just picking up. And not to mention the defense. But in as much as I love my Bills, I go back to the Steelers. This guy, wait, what's it, uh, Thompson or, or the wide receiver that they have there? This guy can't can't catch anything. He can't catch a cold. He was dropping everything. And they ended up benching him. And then the guy that replaces him catches a touchdown pass. It, it you know, Pittsburgh is too pass heavy, if you ask me. It, I think it started with Antonio Brown, and that was the segue of becoming a more passing team instead of being a running team. James Conner couldn't do anything. Benny Snell Jr. couldn't do anything. And, yeah, I know my Bills defense is, is certainly getting healthier and getting stronger. Tremaine Edmonds has recovered from his injury. Matt Milano's back. You see the defensive line gelling up front. So, yeah, what was one of our Achilles heels being the rush D, they were able to control that running game. But I still I didn't even see the, any burst out of James Conner, and he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Le'Veon Bell. You know, I'm not a huge fan of James Conner, but maybe he's not fully healthy. He had 10 carries for 18 yards. That's not getting it done. Um, to me, their that pick six. That, is, their offensive line's a mess right now, too, in Pittsburgh with injuries. Um, they've been hit pretty hard by the injury bug. I, I mean, I do think that they're probably not an 11-1 and team going into that game. I think they've been fortunate in some of their wins. But, you know, they lost Bud Dupree on that defense. That changes everything. Uh, their offensive line has just been torched. They've been out, they've been without Connor uh, for several weeks, and then and then like you said, Vince, their their wide receivers can't catch the damn ball. Awful. I don't know what Talman's going to do there to fix that. But I mean, he came out with a huge statement the week before. If you're not going to catch, I'm going to find somebody who can. Well, uh, let me know how that turns out for you, Mike. There, there's no doubt. Well, we'll see what happens. It, you know, when you look at what the Steelers have in front of them, uh, what used to be, you know, just kind of wrapping up uh, the number one seed, no less than the number two seed. 
they they potentially could be in danger or in jeopardy uh, of winning the division because you have a team like the Cleveland Browns who are playing great ball, and you know you you look at what they could do. Uh, you have the Baltimore Ravens. You know they're they're not going to compete for the division, I don't think. But still, you could have the Browns and the Steelers, you know, battling that last game of the season, and that could be for the division the division title. Well, I, I don't know if I mean that was a that was a, a heartbreaker loss for the Browns, right? And so I just don't know with four losses and the Steelers have two with three games to go. I don't think the Browns can catch the Steelers. I just don't think there's enough time. Well, they can because the Steelers still have to play the Colts. Yep. And then they wrap up with the Browns. So if the Browns win out, including beating. Right. But the Browns have to win out. I, I, I don't know. It's, remember, we're still talking about Cleveland. We're still talking about Cleveland. I understand. But, I understand. But I, don't, I, don't know I don't know if we're talking about. The, the old same Cleveland. Cleveland. Well, you hope not, because I, I feel bad for that city. I feel bad for that fan base. They, I mean, they're a loyal football fan base, and they've been through stuff that we wish our franchise have never been through. Getting your hearts ripped out because your owner wants to move to Baltimore, right? All of that. Um, <laughs> Wait, I've been through all of that. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You haven't moved. Well, we you haven't moved. moved, but yeah, we had teams yeah, well, that tried right. to steal us. It was like we well, were being kidnapped in the middle of the night. Mr. I'm not even going to put his name out there. JBJ. I, I I don't speak his name. Well, whatever. It's still not the same. You you can't compare the misery uh, uh, in Buffalo compared to the misery in Cleveland. Oh, in yes, you can. No, oh, you oh, cannot yeah. drive the fumble. Yes, you can. you <laughs> drive the fumble. You lost your team. Wide right. 42 coaches in 18 years. No, I'm kidding. Dick Jerron? Oh, please. Skeletor? Oh, okay. So that was a little dark time in your franchise history. I don't want to hear that. I had dark times. Rich Cotite. Adam Gates. I win. Stevenson. I win. I win. No, no. Oh, no. Adam Gates. I won that one. Yeah, you can. But that's that's with the Jets. We're talking about the You know, they went through all that with Marty. Well, now they did have Hugh. <laughs> they did have Hugh. But he, Hugh, Hugh was comedy, right? Adam Gase isn't funny. Adam Gase is sad. So I feel bad for you, right? With, with Hugh, at least it was funny because you're like, this guy's in a complete and absolute buffoon. So, so that became comical. But no, I, I like I like where they are. I like I think they're poised. I think this is a different Cleveland Browns team. Definitely without OBJ, they're playing much better ball. You got Higgins getting into play. You got Peoples Jones getting into play, and of course Landry. And then you know the the two headed beast that we were talking about the running backs. It, that that is a very formidable team. Very much a formidable team. And I still think that they have a shot to make a run and push the Steelers for that division title. I mean, think think about this. No disrespect, Stevie D. The Browns are going to be going to New Jersey and playing back-to-back games in New Jersey. 
So those the basically that's two wins right there, which will leave them set up for the Steelers. Uh, you know, sitting at a record of what ten and four. I mean that that is that is absolute legit. Meanwhile, the Steelers, if you know, if they get past Cincinnati, and it's too bad because if Joe Burrow was there, you know, all bets are off on that one. But you you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and you, you look at their remaining schedule and what they have: uh, Cincinnati, the Colts, and then the Browns. I mean that that's that's not a, an easy road to go. And it, the way that they're playing, you you could look at the Steelers sitting at, at you know being at what uh, eleven and four going into that game. Possible. Yeah, Possible. it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great well, game. I mean, uh, it's a playoff uh, game almost, really. I, that's the team I'm adopting. I'm adopting the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs this year. That's the team I'm adopting. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You yeah. whoa, you need to stay to your state and and division allegiance. Damn. Division of Allegiance. If anything, I should, I should have to uh, where New, I live, where I live now. Vince, New Jersey doesn't have another football team. Well, no, this is true, but he is a New Yorker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you should follow New York's team. Just stick with the Chiefs. Yeah, you, guys, you, you guys are going to jack me all up here. If you do, you, closer you, will, be, to the Chiefs. you will be invalidated <laughs> as far as being a sports fan. You know the rules. I know the rules. My team technically left New York and moved to New Jersey, so I have the right to jump ship anytime, but I chose not to. <laughs> so you admit that your team abandoned you. Damn right they did. <laughs> left you in your time of need. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so – I don't know, guys. You know, it, it's too bad that that is going to be the last game of the year because that should be the primetime game. And, of course, we know that in the NFL now, for competitive reasons, uh, the Week 17 game, there is not a Sunday night game. There's not a Monday night game. You know, they, they try to cram everybody between the 1 and 4 o'clock slots. So, you know, I'll be watching my bills. but. At the same time, the Steelers-Browns game will be going on. And that that one is, I mean, just bitter rivals for the division title, in my opinion, for the division title. Oh, that's going to be a great game. Who's the Black home team? Black and blue football. Do we know who Cleveland is the home team for that. Oh, one. that's going to be because they, they're allowing fans in stand. So that that's yep. that'll be kind of cool for them. Yeah. So very interesting is how that one will unfold. But I'll tell you, last night's game, that was a wild one. That's the game of the week. It really was. It really was. And, of course, here comes Lamar Trotting out. Now, I have to tell you, I was a little shocked uh, when he came out. And I'm thinking, oh, here he comes in what his Willis Reed moment. But uh, he's still not a good quarterback, guys. <laughs> I don't care what happened. I don't care if Marquise Brown was, was double-covered. And he made that pass. I mean, he was wide open there, but Lamar Jackson is not a good quarterback. And yeah. that that debate needs to be put to bed. Yes, well, he hit him, but he is not a good quarterback. Uh, JB's kind of said that from the very beginning, right? JB, I, I know you weren't very, very high on him. Yeah, I mean, he's fast. He's elusive. He's a great runner. Yes. Not a good quarterback. I mean, that's why 
the numbers don't lie. When he gets down by 10 points or more, he doesn't win. There's a reason for that because he can't throw the football. I mean, he had so many guys. They they showed where Mark Andrews was wide open next play. He had Hollywood Brown wide open. Hey, he's missing these guys. And these guys, imagine a tight end having like a two or three yard step on a guy, right? A big tight end like Mark Andrews is. You can't miss that guy. Yeah. You can't. And he yeah. overthrows him by like five or six yards. It's like, who are, who are you throwing to? Yeah, I... So and but but I give Baker. I mean, they came down the field. I knew when they scored, they left too much time. I saw the time that was left. I said it's too much in a tie game. It's just too much time to leave a team. I knew that was going to bite them. And they have the the best field goal kicker in the league. Right, but I, I, especially I t- with Justin Tucker, he's no yeah. he's no Dan Bailey. But but I mean, I what I liked about the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if you can take positive takeaways. They were down by a touchdown, and and they marched right down the field to tie it at the end. You know, JB, there you go again. <laughs> That's where we miss you. <laughs> it just drops nuggets. Did did you catch that one, Stevie? D? Yeah, yeah, I, I caught it. <laughs> you know, Dan Bailey cost me money this weekend. I'm just telling you. <laughs> All he had to do was make a damn field goal, and I'm winning or an, money or an extra game. point, right? <laughs> he got yeah. no points. Oh. <laughs> uh. Missed three field goals and an extra point. Got one he job, still, dude. He still has a job, doesn't he? Um, I guess so, man. I'm not sure. I guess because I haven't gone up there and applied yet. But they, Well, they signed the kicker know. today. They did sign a kicker. So, I mean, we'll something see. like that, he, I, I would assume, for the benefit of the doubt, that he has to be hurt. I, I'm just going to have to say that he was hurt because, I mean, that, that was just atrocious. So, anyways, guys, as we look around the league, uh, we I need you guys to start sharpening your pencils because we are coming up on having to make our predictions, make select our winners for uh, our NFL MVP, our Offensive Player of the Year, um, and I think what we'll do is you we're not going to break it down by AFC Player of the Year. It'll just be Offensive Player of the Year and do our MVP our defensive player of the year and our coach of the year right now for me, it's Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, oh, Stefan Diggs. Oh, oh my God. Intradavious white. So the, those, right now, <laughs> the, the, those are my players of the year. My coach of the year. Sounds but, about right. Uh, Sounds about right. It, it could, it could change. <laughs> well, I think Josh Allen is in the conversation. Right. I don't know if I'd say he is, but I think he's in the conversation. I think Sean McDermott is in the conversation for coach of the year. Right. So I don't I don't think what you're saying is a stretch to say, hey, they are a top three or four finalists. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily call them an MVP with three games left. But I'll tell you one thing, Russell Wilson Wilson has dropped his yeah, stock is dropped. I I think it's Mahomes, Allen. Rogers, Derrick Henry has to be in that conversation, maybe. I think people are going to lean towards Aaron Rodgers because they're going to say that he has less. And if you look at Mahomes, he's got more wealth of, 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 of riches around him. And I think that's what hurts Mahomes. 
Um, do you think Do you think a guy like Travis Kelsey could win Offensive Player of the Year, leading the league in receiving yards? It's never been done before in the NFL, and you can make a case that his name may be in that conversation. You You, you know what hurts Mahomes and what hurts Kelsey and what'll hurt Andy Reid, because uh, right now. Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs are poised to go at 15 and 1. Um, what hurts them is the fact that they just won the Super Bowl. What hurts them is that they took home all that hardware last year. And so people just automatically expect them to do great things. That's where, you know, even if a Kelsey is throwing out great numbers, CVD made the point, right? You know, people say you have such a great offense. Right. And it it's almost uh it's almost a crime because you're you're discrediting somebody for being good, right? Unless you're you're the the darling like uh TB twelve, who I'm sure in somebody's in somebody's voting will be in there for for best quarterback or or player of the year, something like that. But you know, guys like that, they get penalized. I, I think that Kel- what Kelsey is doing from a tight end perspective. And and really, just as an offensive playmaker, he's having one heck of a season. He really is having one heck of a season. His consistency is is amazing. You know, it's 130 yards and touchdown every game. Yeah, and but is that because when when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs and JB, I'm being serious now. Help me out. Very a very talented team but it seems like very heavy on Mahomes to Kelsey and if it's not Mahomes to Kelsey it's Mahomes to Hill with dribs and drabs of Watkins and Hardman sure yeah that's that's completely accurate um I don't know that that's that uncommon though it just doesn't seem like guys, the, are, guys are it, three and four wide receivers for a reason, right? They don't, your, your three and four, your third and fourth option aren't making tons of plays for any team, typically. You know, I would say with the Bills, you've got Allen to Diggs and Beasley. And Brown when healthy. I, mean, I don't think that's that uncommon. You, you see bigger plays maybe from Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey than some of these other guys, but I don't think it's uncommon to stick to your first and second option most of the time. If you were Patrick Mahomes, would you would you want to go to your three and four when you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey? No. I'll tell you this: no. Demarcus Robinson catches way more balls than I'd like him to, or <laughs> or he's thrown to way more times than I'd like him to. I, I can't <laughs> say he catches them. But you, you know, these these are all the things though. I think that that hurts a guy unfairly, right? It's just unfairly. Um, you know, Brady did it with Gronk, that's for sure. Right. He he threw to Edelman. Brady was Brady was Gronk and Edelman. Gronk right. all the time. That that's right. And you know, you get Gronk got a lot of recognition. Obviously, he didn't put up the exact same numbers, but he got a lot of recognition. The same recognition that Kelsey's getting, but you know, did he win those major awards like that? Hey, I, I don't know. I I mean I, look I, at look at Rogers. Fonte Adams. That's it. <laughs> he doesn't even throw it to anybody else. Maybe Tunyon. Uh, Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins. That, 
Who else does he throw to? Maybe Christian Kirk every now and then. I mean, I spreading it to two two receivers is more than some of these guys are doing. It's that's true. That's true. I, I mean, I can't deny that. Right? You have your first, second option, and basically that's it. It's amazing though when you look at the Chiefs' first and second options. You know, when you look at Tyreek Hill, you know, when I see Tyreek Hill, and again, JB, this is no disrespect here, but when I see Tyreek Hill, I see a guy that's running deep fly patterns, a guy that's running deep post patterns. And so basically those are clear outs, right, to take the safety in the corner out of the way just to open it up for Travis Kelsey to do his thing kind of, you know, in those mid mid to intermediate type areas of the field. Um I, so in a way, and this is not a knock on Tariq Hill. It's not because I'd love to have him on the Bills. But really, we go from being a two-man band to really a one-man band, right? I just got the one guy as a decoy. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, um, but it's not a bad plan, right? No. <laughs> Send the fast guy deep. You clear it out for the big guy who also happens to be kind of fast himself. Um, or, you know, let Sammy come across the middle and take some of those slant routes um, so sure it it's pretty much what it is but it works it does it does so i don't know so guys sharpen those pencils and uh hopefully we can get jay on maybe kind of do like a, a little holiday special next week we'll uh unveil who our 2020 awards finalists will be or even our you know our awards our overall awards speaking of awards finalists guys please give some love some some uh some vibes some positive vibes to the voters so that steve tasker can get in the hall of fame <laughs> i'm just asking that one i'm not asking for cornelius bennett who actually is a semi-finalist uh but i'm asking for steve tasker please give some love for him I could do that. I guess I can as well. Stevie D, you, you, you know you, you know, you know you like him. Yeah, I know. I'm only busting your chops. He he belongs. So this You're this whole thing, yeah this, this the whole NFL voting and and how players get in. And the guy was a specialty player that created a position, right? I mean people people get into the Hall of Fame because they do one thing. I mean I love Joe Namath. And Joe Namath did some good things in the NFL, but Joe Namath's really at the end of the day in the Hall of Fame for what he did in Super Bowl three, right? He got the team there. They wanted first AFL team. He was the voice, you know, the, the face of the franchise, the AFL guy that came in and did his thing. All right. Players get in for moments. Steve Tasker had a position created, right? You now have a, a roster spot for special teams, thanks to Steve Tasker. Oh, and by the way, he's pretty darn good, right? So it is a little weird. So it it really is. It really is. I I I do hope that they give it to him. Um, he deserves to get in. Uh, and I don't want to see him get in on the veterans committee. Just because, and and moreover, not because he's a Buffalo Bill. Certainly, that has a lot to do with it from those glory years. But it's about doing what's right. Just like when Ray Guy was eligible to go in the Hall of Fame. It's about doing what's right. I mean, he he was so dominant, so dominant as a punter. And it 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 just was a travesty that he kept being left off. 
And so, you know, when these guys that deserve to be in there, that have made significant contributions to the game, but all of a sudden now the voters say, well, you're not really worthy because you only played X amount of downs. But in those X amount of downs, you you actually changed the outcome of that game. If Jerry Jones was voted into Hall of Fame, you don't think Steve Tasker should be in the Hall of Fame? Ah, good point. I mean, when you think about it, Jimmy Johnson really built that team, was the mastermind behind that trade, built that dynasty. And then once Jimmy Johnson's gone, the Cowboys have become nothing, irrelevant in the NFL, irrelevant. Even when they had good teams on paper, they still couldn't do it. So, so guys, our Yahoo Official Word Sports Fantasy Football League is headed to the playoffs. And we have to show some love to Doc's team. We have to show some love to Sean's team, who I don't know how they made it this year. Sean, if you're listening, because, you know, you took that L opening week. And I thought it was all downhill for you guys after that. Uh, we have to show some love to Jay's team. Even though Jay hasn't been on in a couple of weeks, we got to show some love. And there's one other team. I I, I, I can't remember who, who that team was. You know that team. You say that name. Say JB, JB, do you know who that team was? I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, they were green. They yeah. Were green. Well, they'll probably be knocked out in the first week anyway. So we'll we'll just move on to – the other Stevie D. I gotta give you some love, Stevie D. Stevie D's fantasy team has more wins than the Eagles and the Jets combined. You talk about green teams, so that's pretty impressive. Well, the Jets really aren't helping anybody. I mean, that's like multiplying yourself by zero. You're still gonna get zero. I have the I have the same number of wins as the Jets. But yeah, yeah, Think about where you were last year, Stevie D. No doubt about it, baby. We turned it around. Yes. And if your Jets have an offseason like you did, they too will find themselves contending for a playoff spot. Hey, from your lips to God's ears, baby. Bring it home. <laughs> Only thing, your fantasy team wasn't being run by Adam Gase. Oh, you had to ruin the moment by making it <laughs> Stevie D, we wish you all the best because we need you to be in there to – to salvage this podcast, right? I mean, this is now back-to-back years, and at least one of us made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Well, I'm going up against Jay, so... Uh... Well, yeah, true, true. The you know, JB, you know why we brought you and Jay in? It was because we thought that we were upgrading our fantasy potential. That's, right. that's why we brought you guys in. Yeah, you missed the boat on that one. <laughs> uh, we, we, we were bad. We were bad. Oh, my God. I think I had three wins last year. It was so embarrassing. Stevie, you know, like when you have, like, the softball team, you go and you get the ringer, and then the guy strikes yeah. out? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I think we have one of those guys that's striking out on the other end. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just glad. A second base. I, I, I'm just glad that I went from three wins to nine wins. So, that's uh, a six-win improvement. I'll take it. You know, I the way I look at it, just trust the process, Team Young Guns. Just trust the process. You know, we, we went from the bottom. Now we moved up a little bit. You know, we're going to make some big acquisitions in the offseason, and then we'll be poised for a run in 2021. Notice, Stevie D, the process has been incorporated. Yeah, you, you weren't a believer. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I still don't like all the Carolina Panther players on the team, but – you know, 
I, I, I can deal with some of it because I, I like where we are. So, guys, that that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, you know, again, this is the best time of the year, right? And football is in the home stretch. And, you know, well, I was going to say all of our teams are, are gearing up for the playoffs, but, you know, all of our teams are gearing up for something. Something big is going to happen after week 17 for all of our teams. One <laughs> of us may, may not be playing, but they'll be in the headlines as well. So, but uh, yeah, for, for everybody out there, check us out on uh, our website, officialwordsports.com. You can check us out on our Facebook page, Official Word Sports. Uh, you can tweet at us at Real OW Sports. And of course, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform. For Stevie D, for JB, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you soon.